The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Hey there. It's Dan Roth, LinkedIn's Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to This Is Quick, where we ask our This Is Working guests pointed questions about their best practices. Today, we're hearing from Coltrane Curtis, founder and managing partner at creative marketing agency Team Epiphany. All right, Coltrane Curtis, what do you always have with you? Is there any gear or item or app that you cannot show up to the office without? You know what's funny? Um... I'm so analog, it's basic stuff, but the way I use like paper, right? So I, I carry 11 by 17 notebook that's kind of got like a, a grid on it. Mm-hmm. So, cause I can't, I need lines. I have to write in between the lines and I write in all caps. So it's for me, it's always my 11 by 17 notebook. I carry a bunch of square uh, post-its um, and then a fine point Sharpie. I always have a Sharpie, you know, some people carry a moleskin, but I'm always like at, at night when you have a good idea, it's on a post-it. And then what I do is I take the post-it and then I get it inside of my huge notebook. And so this way I can kind of like organize and color code things. There's a process, but it's kind of in my head a little bit. But I would always say the big notebook, the, the post-its and the Sharpie, that's my go-to 100%. And do you save all of them or do you throw them out when you're doing I save all of them. You know, it's something that um, I learned from my pops. He was a moleskin guy. The only thing about him, you know, he's definitely New York City public school educated because his handwriting is horrendous. So I can't, I need like a decoding ring to kind of like figure out like what he was writing. So I wish I can read it all, but so I kind of like write in all caps because I'd like to go back and hopefully read it. But like, yeah, I learned from him. I keep them all and um, yeah, big notebooks. When did you first know what you wanted to do? My love was always photography. You know, I wish I would have had the courage to be a photographer. I just probably couldn't afford the lifestyle I wanted being, you know, a photographer. But I would say kind of like when it kind of all came together is photography, understand framing, right? And how images look, right? And then I worked at the floor at Ralph Lauren. I I was pretty decent salesperson, I think. You know, I got commissioned and all that while I was in college. But I think what I really learned was just like, everything had a reason to be here, right? Like even like when I would go style the mannequins, I couldn't because everything was numbered. And it was like, this is look one, two, five, section eight. Like, it was just like, you understood that there was a science behind it. And when I saw that style could have a science and that I understood framing, I would say my time on the floor at Ralph Lauren really helped craft like my love of the world and style and fashion. Like it's like at one minute I can be putting people in like purple label suits and understand like boat lapels and double vent, ticket pockets, understanding like two inch cuffs and just how clothes looked in construction, but also understanding I'm a streetwear guy and being able to apply that to my personal look. So I would say like Ralph, working at Ralph really made me understand that I can actually get good at this. What's one habit or item or process that helps you stay productive? You know what's funny? It's this ring that I carry, right? So I don't really hoard too many items, but this is my dad's ring and it's from Queens College. I wear this ring every day, my wedding band also, but this ring makes me realize that I gotta work hard every day. When I look at this and I think about, I shouldn't have gone to Morehouse. I went to Morehouse because my dad didn't get the opportunity to. He went to Queens College. He was the first person to graduate from college in my family. And I always look down at this ring and just be like, 
I can go farther. I can work harder. I have to, right? And so I would say that this is like one particular object that when there is no more gas in a tank and, you know, this is a quick refill. And so I just realized that like, yeah, I got to keep moving, you know, got to keep it moving. That's beautiful. Someone shows up for a one-on-one -on -one with you. What drives you nuts? What makes you want to extend it? Uh, if you show up late, right? Um, I'm, I'm an early guy, right? I'm trying to figure out before I butcher this thing that they taught us at Morehouse, but to be on time is to be late and to be early is to be on time kind of vibe. You just gotta be early, right? When you're early, you're settled, you're comfortable, you're thinking about the task ahead of you. And it means that that person is respecting their engagement and time, time with you. And so I would say you gotta be early, you know, on time, cool, but like early, I respect that. And what in a one-on-one -on -one makes you want to extend it? If I can learn something from people. So that's the one thing that I'm really trying to teach my kids. My son always, Ellington, he's 11. He always like, dad, when you go places, Baba, sorry, Baba, when you go places, everybody knows you. And it's annoying actually him because like as I'm leaving places, it's like he's ready to go and he's like, let's go. And it's just like, oh no, one more conversation, one more this. And he's like, why does everybody know you? It's because I make the time to speak to anyone, right? And when you speak to people, everyone has something to teach you. I think it's something that you grow up in New York. I give the same amount of respect to CEO, CMO guy as the same way. I give the same amount of respect to the guy that might be holding the door for me every day when I walk into the bodega in my hood, right? Um, I talk to him, I give an opportunity because you don't know their story and you can learn more from people's stories than you can from any book, from any lecture. And so I like to learn things from people. And I really truly believe that if you give people that energy, you will get something back. And I don't believe not one person is greater than the other. I think everybody's story is just brilliant and you can learn from it. So if I can't learn from you, it's a wrap. All right, finally, any mistake you've made along the way in your career that now you look at as a life lesson? I always look at money as kind of like a deterrent from actually really getting to your goal, right? Like when I started the agency, I didn't have any money, right? And so I worked out of four or five different companies for nine years until my company got to 40 something people before I can afford my office space, right? And nowadays when you have a little bit of money, you don't really enjoy the process of actually getting to the goal, you know? I think like, not that I wish I was poor, but I feel like you get to things that are more valuable for you because you've earned them in different ways, right? And so, you know, to answer specifically, I just think it's the money thing, you know? This is a funny note. I work every day like I'm poor, right? Like if people saw how much money I take home, you know, I don't make a lot of money. You know, money goes other places and SEP accounts, all this kind of other fun stuff. But like every day I wake up broke, you know, and I maybe it'll, you know, put me in a grave earlier because I feel like I'm poor, but like the reality, it makes me work harder, you know? And so I really think that having money sometimes is probably not the best thing if you're looking to continue to grow and fight and be hungry. Great, Coltrane, thank you. Thank you very much. Coltrane mentioned that he carries an 11 by 17 notebook, post-its and a five point Sharpie. So when we were done with the interview, I said, Coltrane, do you have that with you? He's like, yes, he pulls it out of this Virgil Abloh bag that he had designed. And there is this massive notebook full of post-its. They're all so neat. And the whole thing looks like almost like a flip book or like a, an ad campaign where you would see it and like, oh, there's no way that's real. It's just too perfect. And I got to see all of his future ideas for a bunch of different clients. So it was pretty exciting. So now I'm really curious who else relies on these kind of analog tools to help them stay organized in our digital world. Is that you? Let me know on LinkedIn using the hashtag, this is working. 
And if there's a question you think we should be asking these guests in our candid segment with them, let me know that too. You can reach me at thisisworking at linkedin.com. Thanks to our team for putting this together. Nina and I will be back next week to bring you more great takeaways. Be well and stay curious.